Hey, Ben. What? For, for this episode, we get to travel. What do you mean? You want to go on a walk? Wait, what? Come on. What? Want to go on a walk? Go on a walk? What? As excited as a puppy. A little cute <laughs> puppy with floppy ears. Jeez. Oh, yep. Um, hi, so this is Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. And fluffy puppy over there is Ben. Rough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Heather, and I'm not doing an accent this time. Most of the time, change is a good thing. I think that's what it's all about. It's the only way you can truly help her be happy. That's so there. All right. Oh, hey, 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 one last thing. What are we going to do today? Today's kind of a cool day. Yeah. I'm excited. So as many of you know, the trades have been suffering quite a bit. Well, you know, unemployment's just been hard for a lot of people. But, you know, automotive repair has been dealing with it for many, many years now. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I wanted to focus on today just to give you an idea uh, why there's such a shortage of mechanics out there and, and what we can do about it exactly it's a sweet job guys so where exactly should you start for something like this well we went directly to where auto mechanics are born the magic happens that's right right here in rochester mcc which is monroe community college their own applied technology center where we, well, I shouldn't say we, they <laughs> develop the young minds and mold them right. into automotive technicians. And uh, we had a great sit-down interview with uh, two gentlemen over there. The first one uh, I'll, t I'll introduce, and you can introduce our second oh, gentleman. thank you. Yeah. That's so nice. Um, the first gentleman, his name is Chris Longswagger. Now, he is the multi-manufacturer automotive coordinator at um, Monroe Community College. He's also the lead instructor for the program. He started teaching in the fall of 2017, and well, you could just tell he absolutely loves it, just, just talking with him. Um, and he's got such a passion for his students. He loves watching them develop uh, uh, over the course of this two-year journey that he gets to spend with them. He's also uh, an ASE certified master automotive technici technician and a 2004 graduate of the GM program there at the Applied Technology Center of MCC. He started his career at a dealership, Doan Chevrolet Oldsmobile, and moved to bon Bob Johnson Chevrolet before spending four years in the field as the City of Rochester's Equipment Services. He's also a former sergeant in the United States Marine Corps Reserve, serving in Iraq in 2009. Hoorah! Yeah. So that's, that's Chris Lanswire. That's the first gentleman we're going to be uh, speaking with. And then we also got to... <laughs> Have a, a lovely time. We were all like hanging out for like an hour. It was awesome. So Ray Otto was with us as well. And he's the automotive program coordinator and, and the recruiter over at the MCC Applied Technology Center. So he gets to go out to the high schools and the community organizations, things like BOCES, the vocational schools, things like that, speak to events geared towards getting people educated in the trades. And he, you can tell, he loves it. Um, He's been at MCC for about three and a half years. And then prior to that, he was in a few different schools working with traditional, non-traditional students as well as veterans. And prior to that, working in kind of a college environment, he was in the Navy for 11 years as a mechanic on a submarine. God bless him. How cool is that? So cool. And then he also was a submarine school instructor 
and then came back in Rochester and was a recruiter there. So he knows how to recruit. <laughs> well, it's good because, boy, do they have their uh, their jobs cut out for them. Yes. So wh- why don't we just um, why don't in. we just go straight to the interview? We hope you enjoy it. So we are here at the Monroe Community College Applied Technology Center, and we're joined here with Chris Langswager. Mm-hmm. I hope I said that right. Yeah, it's close enough. Okay. Langsweiger, yeah. <laughs> like, That's good. I, I have that German background, so I immediately uh, yeah. want to pronounce it Langschwager. <laughs> <laughs> and Ray Otto. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks Glad you you're here. It's and, awesome. And thank you for uh, your service, too. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. It's awesome. Thank you very much. So, we just got, like, the tour over here. I had no idea this place was so big. And had so many cars. So many on. parts. So many everything. Parts I just wanted to touch. So many transmissions <laughs> just out. It's pretty cool. So like, I know somebody else is working on this, but can I? <laughs> can I? No, you cannot. <laughs> okay. So tell us a little bit more about um, just for our listeners, like what you guys do here and and what the whole center is and what you what you do on kind of a day to day. Well, um, the Applied Tech Center here at MCC, we have three major programs. We got tooling machining, we have heating and air conditioning, and our section is the automotive technology. And within automotive technology, we actually have three programs. Um, all three programs, the goal is to produce trained entry-level technicians. Um, all the students that are working in either of the three programs need to have a job the whole time that they're in. Ooh. Um, that's, that's like one of the best parts. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, in, you know, most of the times when you go to college, you think you go, you learn something, and then you graduate, and everyone you just graduated is now looking for a job, too. Now I have and to go have find debt. a job. Exactly. And they have debt with loans and stuff. And right. they got loans, yeah. And you've not been able to apply anything that you've learned all the hundred percent. I mean, if you don't lose it, you lose it. You know, and our students that go through, they can make somewhere between twenty and thirty thousand for the two years that they're here. Yeah, wow. So they should be able to come out debt free and even ahead in some cases. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's really a plus. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So, um, and we obviously we do our best to kind of uh, you know direct the students and place them at a place that you know they want to work after they graduate. You know, the the service managers and the dealerships are really investing in these students. They're not there to just have an intern well they're bringing them in they're training them for two mm-hmm. years in addition to what we're training them here and just let them run loose so it's definitely an investment absolutely in absolutely. Their, uh, their workforce so our three programs we have we have a general motors asap program where the students they have to get a job um at a general motors dealership so chevy's gmc's buicks and cadillacs absolutely yeah and you know they work on five years and newer general motors vehicles um you know, everything from just ba- basic maintenance and brakes and steering and suspension to electrical and edge of performance diagnostics. Um, no more electrical. No and more electrical. More electrical. <laughs> and more electrical. As it goes. Um, the other program we have here is Toyota T10. Uh, students that got to get a job at a Lexus or Toyota dealership. And all three programs cover the same, you know, the same basic sections. And they all have pretty much the same class. Well, we go right through the eight... ASC sections. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yes, mm-hmm. that's lovely. So, Chris, yeah. you're the you're the instructor for the the multi multi vehicle platform, the multi manufacturer right? yeah. program. Yeah. So, the thing that separates us from the GM and Toyota is we kind of cover every everybody else. You know, um, obviously, there's only so many jobs for uh, you know GM and, and Toyota students. The pluses of those programs 
has become very specialized in in those type of Toyota vehicles. Toyota GM vehicles. Yeah, you're using Toyota scan tools, working on new Toyota vehicles. You learn about the latest and greatest. You know, you get you come away with training and everything. And in my program, we offer a much, you know, a greater flexibility. Um, it's a little bit, I even say, less time commitment weekly than the other programs. Each one's set up a little bit different. Um, in my program, it's the full length of the semester, where the other ones, the semesters are a little... Um, they're condensed. They're condensed so that the students have more time to work after the semester. So over. instead of 16-week chunks, like in the multi-manufacturer program, GM's at 11 or 12 weeks and mm-hmm. Toyota's at 8 weeks. Then oh. they go to the dealerships. Whereas the multi-manufacturer program, being six weeks, uh, 16 weeks, mm-hmm. students have to work 12 to 16 hours a week while they're going through the program. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot more manageable time-wise. Yeah, and we do have two summer classes, too, in our program. Yeah. Toyota does, too. Toyota does. Yeah, um, but we have a we have an 11-week summer semester. But, you know, for students that need to work more and have a more consistent schedule, you know, uh, our program might be a better fit. There's also some of the courses are even in the evening, too. Not 100% of the courses, but it kind of goes between the evening and the, and the daytime. Okay. And uh, so this might be a dumb question, but with the multi-manufacturer program, you're still getting some of the Toyota and the GM, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean we, you would have to. In a the only thing you're not getting is the certifications or the, the credit the, towards the training. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the only thing you're not getting because you're still working on GM vehicles. Okay. You're still working on Toyota vehicles. Um, but what we really try to do is, you know, we have Subarus and Hondas and, and Fords and everything in here as well. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot of students that they kind of just want to work on. That that was their dream. They love Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. That's all they want to work on. And we, we got we, a, a kid right now. Is yeah. that where you were going? Yeah. <laughs> it, what I was going to say is, too, um, you know, what we try to do with those students that, you know, if you want to work on German cars, you know, we'll send you over to VW or Audi or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and you will be working there. You'll get here, we work on the skills, that diagnostic uh, mindset, you know, that, that uh, process that you go through when you learn how to find information and understand how things work and, and how to break systems down so you can diagnose like the root cause of any issue, whether it be engine mechanical, engine performance, or you know your wiper doesn't work on the low delay setting or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. right. um, and then at their job, that's where they they can they can work on the Honda training, they can work on the Subaru training, they can work on the VW training and whatnot. And now, now Ray, it's kind of your job to find all these guys, right? As the as the recruiter. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I want to get. Treat. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to get specifically into that just because. Um, well, maybe our I'm sure that uh, our listeners probably are not aware of. We have a huge um, automotive technician shortage, um, and it's it's the trades in general. But okay, so in tr- in the fall of 2020. The Tech Force Foundation, they released their Transportation Technician Supply and Demand Report. Okay, so It's very fancy. fancy. <laughs> so they reported that uh, this industry will be short 642,000 technicians That's between... That's crazy. Yeah, 642,000 between now and 2024. That sounds about right. <laughs> we got, we got over like, 300 openings here in the Rochester area. Yeah. Right. And I tell you, I'm driving down, and you drive by, you see these signs, now hiring technicians, now hiring technicians. and Bonuses, sign-on bonuses, you see. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so what is it that uh, MCC is doing, and specifically your job, what are you doing to help fulfill this need of technicians, and what, what can we do more to maybe get more people interested in that field? Oh, that's a good question. You know, it's, it's tough. Because right now, I'm, I'll spend a lot of time in the vocational schools and the high schools just talking about the automotive program and what we do 
that other schools do as well, but it's in their backyard. So, like, I used to work for a school called Wyotech, and it was, Wyotech was cool, but the same token, it was $30,000 to go to. And for here, for MCC, I just talk about the money, you know? Um, you're a, That's you're what most pay. people want to hear about anyway. I was anyway. going to say, that's yeah. the question I have. You know, for right around twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 total, you can get that education right here at MCC. And you have, you're working somewhere, so you're making twenty dollars to $30,000 where you're going through the program, and you have a job guaranteed as long as you don't mess it up once you graduate. So I just try to get that message out there as much as I can. Um, I've been here for about three and a half years, and the recruiting has steadily... It's 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 been good. It's been really good recruiting. Yeah. Okay, that's a good sign. Our level of student has it's gone up each oh, okay. year. Yeah. You know, we do interviews before they even come into the program to make sure it's a good fit. Uh, a lot of times, we have students go to work in a repair facility or a dealership um, prior to starting school to see if it's what they want to do. Because it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, I can do this. I want to work on my own stuff. Right. Then they get into the program, and it's not for them. Okay. So it's just, you know, getting the word out to high schools, to community organizations, veterans groups, things along those lines that uh, it's really helped over the last few years. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of high schools anymore that actually have, like, auto <clears throat> shop in school. Yeah. So it's like, how do they ever get a chance to sort of do that in a safe, <laughs> you know, uh, controlled, I, controlled <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know it, environment? Th- very good question, because we do have... There's a few pockets of automotive programs in the high schools. Um, Webster has one. Arondequite has Edison, one. Edison, right? Edison has a That's great a good one. one. Yeah. Yeah. And their, their facility now is awesome. I was just in there two weeks ago. Oh, awesome. That's nice. And other than the high school programs, there is uh, the BOCES, the Wamokos, right. the vocational schools. And there's one in Fairport, one in Spencerport that we get a lot of students from as well. Batavia, the... The vocational school out there is incredible. Um, so we do get a lot of students from, from those schools okay. as well. And we're starting to see a few more veterans come in the pipeline as well. So what do you tell your students and, well, let's say, frankly, our listeners, like why is being an auto mechanic or getting into the auto, uh, automotive repair industry itself, why is it a good career choice? Well, the cool thing is it's mobile. You can take it with you wherever you go. There's going to be a need for a technician anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, 600,000 openings, right? Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> so if you want to go to Backwoods, Louisiana, there's going to be a shop down there that you can work at. Um, it's it's yeah, pandemic-proof. The, hi- the hireability factor is huge. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Experience and certifications, you can go anywhere. Yep. And then the pandemic. We had we needed automotive workers during a pandemic so that the the uh, essential personnel could get the cars fixed that okay. they needed to and get on the road. So you know you're you're working no matter what. It's a great you can make a lot of money doing it, and it's yeah. good money, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in some places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, just like anywhere, just like anywhere. Yeah, the more you put in, the more you get out of it. Right, yeah, busier, deals, busier places. Yeah. The more absolutely. efficient you are. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. so, so now let's let's because I'm the only I'm the only female in this whole room, this huge whole room that we're in. Um, so you know, looking looking up some statistics, women are representing less than ten percent of the automotive you know technician workforce. So why do you guys think that is, and how do we how do we fix that? How do we get more women interested in a career in this? Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, and one of the things that I see is that females coming out of high school, they're told, go to college, go to college, go to college. They're not talked into the trades at all. Right. 
people skip over the trades altogether. Even in uh, the vocational schools right now, you might see two, you might see three females total in automotive programs out of the two schools. So that's, you know, I think that's one area that's definitely missing is it's not being explored in the high schools. Because not really exposed yeah. to it. Or that, that's yeah. the word I mean. Exposed yeah. is that's probably a better word. So we've really got to start earlier than... Well, yeah. Then when you graduate, right? Yeah. Is or that, even before that, you want to... Oh, you mean like senior year? You're or like, like kindergarten. Right well, I, I like to... like nap time, no, I like, and I, then we yeah. take a tranny apart. They got little Fisher Price engines and everything, <laughs> put them back together. I like to tell uh, my, my Twitter followers that, oh. hey, hey, dads, get the drop light out of your daughter's hands and put the wrench in it. Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't, I mean, high school was a long time ago for me, but I don't remember any of that. Hey, what are you good at? Oh, you're good at taking things apart and putting it back together, but, you know. Problem solving. Yeah. You know, but it was just assumed the next logical step is college. Yeah. You know, but there's so many different areas of college you can go into. Absolutely. The trades is one, you know, we have one here at the community college. Most community colleges have a trade something or other. I tell you, it's, I, I like working with my hands, and if that's something that you like doing, this is this is one of the best fields you can be in. Because well, how many people get to enjoy what they do and move around, and, and they don't have to sit behind a cubicle? I mean, I know we're in a cubicle right now, but, <laughs> <laughs> but but we're also in a big facility with lots of stuff to play with. So right, and you know, it's not just that, but you get to. You know, when your car breaks in your home, you fix that fix. or you fix the... Because you already know how to do this stuff and reason it out. You can figure out... Well, then rewired our house. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's dear. been okay. Oh, no. I, no dude, nothing's I, burned down. I know exactly what you mean. Like, you understand how things work and you can transfer those... You know those skills or that you know that problem solving to other things. Sure. Yeah. yeah. The plumbing in my house. Sure, I can do that. Yeah. If I can fix a car. <laughs> right. Why not? Uh, I can fix the radiator. It's the same uh, basic principle, it's right? Half true. I'm right there with you. I'm right there. Well, you figure it out. You know. Yeah. Well, you, and you had mentioned too that uh, the one of the great things that you're getting paid through these programs while mm-hmm. you're at work. Yep. Um, one of the questions I have though is. When you get out of school, you've got to buy all these tools, though, that and that can be really expensive. So what kind of incentives or, or grants are, are available out there for somebody that wants to get this and just can't afford $30,000, $40,000 in tools Whoa. to start out? Are you just throwing a random number out there, or that what it is? No, I just never told you how much I spent on tools. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man! Yeah, yeah. Well, like, for starters, so... Um, you know, all the manufac- big tool manufacturers, like, you know, you see the Snap-on Mac and Maco trucks driving around, going to the shops and everything. They all give close to about 50% off for those tools for students enrolled in them. Oh, wow. Do they really? Yeah. That's yeah. great. That's huge. Yeah, and even stores like Lakeside Tools right down here in West Hen- Henrietta Road, you know, they give a great student discount as well. Um, so, like, just alone right there. You know, my recommendation... Don't worry, we're not under attack. (laughs) My my recommendation for students while they're in the program is to buy the best quality you can afford and the most you can afford with a student discount because it definitely saves you money in the long run. You want to buy tools once. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you want them to last place as you need. You know, so. even, you know, people even say, oh, you know, Harbor Freight tools, they got a lifetime warranty. Ooh. But, like, how often do you actually have to go and replace that 10 millimeter socket that breaks on you? And what day? people may not know is that we have these tool trucks come to our shop mm-hmm. once a week. And if one of my tools is broken, I hand it to them, they hand me a new one. Yeah. And this is for life. So, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, I mean, they're going to hold up better. Like, I've had my snap on ratchets break. Actually, I think. 
maybe once, but like in 15 years, you know, right. like they hold up as long as you take care of them, and that you can rely on, you know, the you know the the major manufacturers to uh, produce quality tools because mm-hmm. you like if you don't have a tool, you can't do that job. Right. So that's why, you know, automotive technicians have so many tools. But what we try to do, we have tool lists set up. You know, all the instructors, um, like, the tool lists that, that we've put together are tools that we think students will need realistically within, like, the first two years. You know, get them set up for work. It's not just tools for school. It's tools to use at work. Yeah. So I... <laughs> You guys just showed me this beautiful list of tools, and it's about, like, the total is of almost $3,000. And I'm sitting here going, wow, that sounds like books for my nursing program. Yeah, so, I was, guys, I when you think about it, a lot guys. number. Pretty much, you figure you need one book for automotive. One book. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just take that money and, and it's throw it in And it's not fixing cars for dummies, just so you know. Well, that's not actually. What? <laughs> now that you mention it, we we have a we have a, a general education class, auto, uh, automotive services and transportation, and it was, it's actually a newer class for people that are interested in automotive. And I chose that book for that class. Okay. It's actually, that's not, yeah, it's actually so a great fantastic. book. I can't say I, I I've read it, so no, it's for well for, now you have to I, for people yeah. if they come in you know with a with a with a small <laughs> knowledge of automotive or, or they they're just they just want to get a taste like is this for me it's actually an awesome book okay in my master's class at Buff State for Education we used a dummies book and I was like this would be perfect and it's what eighteen bucks twenty bucks oh yeah you, you're not breaking a bank on yeah. a book one book for that class so and then when you get into the programs obviously we have. You know the, the bigger books. Yeah, the bigger books to get, but I mean it's not crazy. And but and the tools you're keeping forever, like you'll have oh, yeah. them forever. So yeah, how, how much? much was your, I was gonna say so. I can never get rid of my undergrad nursing books. I was gonna say how much was your physiology book? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seriously, like three hundred dollars for these dumb books. Um. Yeah. Anyway, nice impact in my drawer. Getting back to the female question, we do have some females in the programs right now. I think Good. we've got. Uh, we had five start this past fall. Fabulous. Which we had three the prior year, and I think we had three the year before that. So we're slowly getting up. Well, in your experience, the, um, the females that you have had in your program, how have they experienced the program? How have they responded to They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They're generally. like top they of the class. They are good. Yeah. Well, they, you know, Ladies. there's a little bit of proving yourself right. in a male-dominated field. So, and they, they know that, and they have stepped up to the plate, and they've done better than a lot of the males in the programs i can think of one student she was in my first my first year so i started in 2017 she started the spring of 2018 and she came in with like zero experience and very you know very very green as far as automotive goes she actually already had a bachelor's degree i believe psychology oh that's really good no i I believe i believe it was but you know it was kind of like she's like "I, i need a job you know, I need right. to come. I need, That's I need right. to make money. And now, actually, her brother-in-law is one of the current students. Um, oh, she's recruiting for you. Yeah, she's, she's recruiting. Word she's, of mouth is the best way. It is. But she, uh, she works at a Subaru dealership, and she started there. And I mean, within a year after that, like she was doing engine jobs and you know diagnosing engine performance issues and everything. And good for her. The big, the big thing that I noticed with her. Even coming in and, you know, just very, she, she was like the perfect, I don't want to say the perfect student, but she did, she, she understood like, okay, you know, just 
breaking it down simple and doing it the uh, the engine repair. Yeah, the engine repair class, which was her second semester, I was blown away because like you often see like the guys that come in they're the car guys, and they just tear into the engine because that's like how they're they're working on <laughs> right. their cars at home. You know, I was the same way. Um, but she would read the procedure. You know, read go through, make sure everything was nice and organized, and, and just, I was a super impressed with Had her. a plan of attack. 100%. She just took off from there. Well, as most of us in the industry have that saying, we don't have time to fix it right the first time, but we always have time to fix it twice. <laughs> <laughs> she did not have time. She didn't have time for that. So, we were we were laughing about all the kind of um, funny terms for mechanics, like grease monkey and turning wrenches and all that stuff so obviously there's more to this industry than just being in the bay not mm-hmm. just but I mean that's so huge in and of itself but there's other career paths like what you guys are doing like mm-hmm. so you know can you talk a little bit about what other things in the automotive repair industry that people could be doing if they started this career path Go ahead. all right well I would say even if if you're even just looking at dealerships right um you know, as on the technician side, you know, you can become a shop foreman. Uh, some dealerships service are saying advisor. service advisors. Yeah. Um, some dealerships actually have trainers, trainers. within the oh. dealerships or for a, a dealer group or something like that. Um, service managers. Um, sales. Sales. Um, and then, you know, then there's the manufacturer side. Um, Technician-wise, you know, every manufacturer, you have the guy that works for GM and, like, if top guys in the shop can't figure stuff up figure stuff out you know they have that field rep which comes in and he'll like maybe travel around the state to your dealership and you know then you're he's coming in and really trying to help you diagnose certain things you know or if you're willing to relocate you can go work for that manufacturer or Mm -hmm. the headquarters so we've had training you know we've had people go from toyota and rochester to texas to the headquarters in texas and plano and they're working down there right now in headquarters just because they didn't feel like turning wrenches anymore. So there's a lot of different avenues that you can take. Once buy, you're a actually buy, buy a shop. Buy a shop. Buy a shop. Yay. Or own your own race car team. Race car team. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Here's, I'll, this I'll, is I'll, a bummer. We're going to take yeah. it on a turn. I'm going to switch <laughs> I want to switch gears here just a little bit. Uh, Switch gears. Um, switch gears. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so we're, I want to talk about this uh, law that was recently passed in New York. California oh, yeah. already has this. Uh, they want to make all the vehicles sold by 2035 zero emissions. 14 years. So it looks like not that distant future. We are looking at the death of the internal combustion engine. So what does uh, where the Applied Technology Center, what does your program look like knowing now that we probably should start teaching more along the electric lines. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say, um, you know, the manufacturer programs are already starting to uh, head that way. Head that way. Um, Toyota is actually going to be the first one that is going to be introducing a whole hybrid and electric vehicle separate class, specifically, you know, for the students and everything. That's going to be a three-week class that mm-hmm. they're going to offer over the summer, I believe. Yeah, I think I think they're doing it that summer. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure GM's not going to be too far behind. Um, but one of the one of the things are like the technicians, at least right now. You know, the technicians that are working on the hybrid electric vehicles, especially if you're working at a dealership, like 
you need to be trained on that type of stuff in order to uh, to work on it. So mm-hmm. like they're sending the guys that have already proven themselves to that training and everything. So so it's almost like a secondary uh, yeah. step. Like you got your tranny guys, you got your guys who are working on the hybrids and everything. Now they're becoming, you know, so much more common. You know, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that at some point it's we're gonna have to do something. With we're maybe even have a separate program or like you know yeah. another whole semester. Or I thought you were gonna tell me that the GM program has just thrown everything out and Stop. they're only teaching people how to replace the batteries in Chevy Bolts. No! <laughs> I heard you guys had some issues with your uh, your Bolt there. Uh, it was actually one of our listeners uh, oh, okay. had a Chevy right. Bolt that uh, was under the recall. and uh, We got we, to live that Yeah, we got to journey. live the whole process through. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> It was fun for us because we didn't own well, yeah, the Yeah, because we didn't know right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the outside have, looking in. It we didn't have to park it away from structures. And <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of funny that we're going to this all electric in 2035. This is my son. He bought a uh, Camaro. And he's like, I can't buy a Camaro then? I'm like, you can. But it's not going to have the roar of the engine like the, the old ones do. <laughs> you know, I, to Unless you honest, buy that engine noise app. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to go V12 today. Go. You know, to be honest, like, I really don't think it's going to be the end of the world. I mean, obviously, we all love the Rumble. We love, you know, like... Sure, we're all gearheads five here. 5.0 Mustang, you know, yep. like, you, you love that... You, you love that sound. You love that feeling and everything. But, like, to be honest, like, I think in 15 years, like, it's just going to be something different. You know, it's just... It's still going to be there. Like, I mean, just look at Teslas. Like, they're crazy to drive. So Super fast. Oh, yeah. You super know? Fun. Way faster than my car. So, I mean... And they'll make... Performance. Uh, I mean, we've, we've already got the uh, the Mustang, the, the, uh, the Mustang E, yeah, the yeah. Mach E. So they're going to be making fun electric cars. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't even have to be electric though. It could be the hydrogen cars too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the only problem is with the infrastructure on that. We don't have anything around here where you can go and right. charge your car up with hydrogen. Right. So maybe that's what we should do. We need to get into the hydrogen. Invest. Yes. I'm, I'm telling you, I've been saying that for years, but nobody believes me. That's, that's all electric, not hydrogen fuel cells. I know. <laughs> that's a different podcast. <laughs> so I have a weird question. So let's say that uh, I'm a seasoned-ish mechanic, and I'm like, ooh, I want to take that three-week hybrid course that you guys are doing in the summer. Can can like seasoned people pick and choose like some of the courses, or do we need to be all in the program? Not yet. You need to all be in the program okay. right now. Um, down the road, who knows? Maybe yeah. we can offer little pieces here and there just yeah, to give some retraining opportunities. Right. I wouldn't be too surprised. I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who works at a dealership, a Chevy dealership, and uh, he was talking about the Chevy Bolts, and he says, I don't know what they're going to do. We have one certified technician to work on these in the whole dealership, yep. yeah. and they're going to have all of these cars coming in, and you're gonna you're not going to be able to have one person mm-hmm. fix all those. So Hey. Yeah. We'll so. get into this, too. <laughs> We're making lots of business plans right now. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely, you know, I, I think that because it's more and more common, and we, we've, we've talked <laughs> with, we were just talking with the fleet not too long ago about training people on their yes. electric vehicles. Or, oh, first responders. First responders. Yeah, oh, they, were, they were talking about, like, hey, you know, you get a Tesla, like, what do you do? What do you where cut do we cut? You don't cut. You know, well, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. really yes. I never thought about that. 
So, and we would like to do something like a training for that for first responders. Start there and then see where it goes. Absolutely. But I think it's definitely, we should try and do what we can for the first responders. Just yeah. because you are going to see more of those electric cars out I there. Know. And yeah. you know, and cut it's into gonna, a cell. Well, yeah, if you do that, A, that's bad. But B, they're going to take extra minutes thinking about it. Which right. is mm-hmm. yeah, know, it's not great either. So, I, I love this. I want to talk about that. You guys are, like, so just, you are right on in every answer you have. I want to know what, you seems like you love this job, so I want to know what your favorite part is. My favorite part, recruiting, is in no days the same. I love meeting people, talking with people, um, and just helping them find a path, you know, whether it's something I can help them out with or send them somewhere else. Just helping people find a path because, you know, I've been there. Not knowing what to do next. You know, mm-hmm. I tried college, wasn't for me. Then I joined the military, and it kind of helped me out a little bit. Um, so I did the submarine thing, and then I did the recruiting thing. Actually, submarine. Taught submarine oh, school. You've recruited two different... Hey, I see what you did. Yeah, I'm like a jack-of-all-trades recruiter over here. <laughs> yeah, and I remember then, his resume, and we're like... Yeah, you got a six-page resume. <laughs> um, but my last stop is the recruiter in the Navy uh, in Greece here. You know, I really enjoyed helping people figure out where they wanted to go and what they wanted to do. So I'm like, all right, why not do this for a career? And then one thing led to another. I'm helping veterans, and then I'm helping here. So That's great. It's yeah, like the best. Cool. I just love helping people. It's, it's fun. I think my favorite thing about this job. Dealing with me. <laughs> yeah, actually, My wife says he's my work wife. It's probably true. Aw, um, guys. I think... I really like seeing my students finding success, even if it's even if it's not necessarily in this field, because you know not everybody stays in what they went to college for. I mean, I I graduated from the General Motors program. I ended up going back to school for Brockport. I got a bachelor's in history, and I almost <laughs> didn't graduate with that, you know. Um, but in the end, you know, I came back to this because I. I need a job. I'm like, well, I don't have a teaching certification when I do with my history degree. And now I'm teaching this. But um, I, I love going back. And, like, we always we go visit our students um, when they're in school. We like to talk to the service manager, see how they're doing, set goals and everything. And I, I love going into a shop and seeing my students still working there. And, you know, or every once in a while, like, I'm friends with them on Facebook or something like that. They post, like, hey, I'm now a certified VW technician. And oh, it, cool. it just feels good that... You know, not that I taught him everything, but I hope that, like, you know, I helped him a little bit. And maybe not even just, maybe not even just automotive-wise, like I, you know, helped. You helped them grow. I helped them grow right. as individuals or their mindset or whatnot, you know. Well, like, you know, one of the one of the better success stories we've had right over recent history is the kid that left the dealership that went to the uh, the older cars. Ah, yes, now he's working on uh, restoring older cars. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's that great. was his passion. It's the dream. Yeah, yeah. and even in, even the dealership. Um, they said it was the right right move. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> obviously we first of all we don't want someone starting in a place that isn't right for them. But right. like this kid, I mean, he's he's just in a perfect situation right now, you know. And uh, it's just great to see someone enthusiastic. He's he's always sending me pictures and everything <laughs> about like you know like oh look at this car I worked on today or oh I'm putting in a big 
you know, I'm switching over from drums uh, to disc brakes or something like that in this, I don't know, 55 Impala or something. My dad is listening to this podcast right now go, saying, hey, send me the picture, send me the pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's yeah. like, clearly you're on his mind a lot, yeah, which is, yeah. that's a huge, like, testament to what yeah, you did. It's, it's, cool. it's awesome to see. Or like, you know, when I had a student, actually he, he was one of my first students and he works, still works at the Audi dealership at Garber Audi down the road. And, um, He's always sending me Snapchat, so like gets in the Porsche, starts it up and everything, and revs the engine, and you know it's it's just great to see their enthusiasm. For sure. It. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get some more people enthused and wrap this up. I don't know anything about cars. I've never fixed a car in my life. I'm young. I'm impressionable. I want to be a mechanic. What do I do? All right. So you Hopefully call me, and I'm going to talk anyway. <laughs> How do now, they find your information? <laughs> you know, what you do is. You can you can contact me directly, which is just you know you can call my office at uh, 585-292-3735. or you can go on MCC's website, go under academic programs, look at all the auto programs, click on one of those or click on all of them, and do some research on them. See if it's something you might like to do, and if it is, then you call me. So that's probably probably the easiest way to do it um, is to go on look at the programs. And see if anyone floats your boat. If they do, awesome. And for any of those people that live in, say, Ohio, or <laughs> we have a lot of listeners. Stop, so Ohio. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm sure there is there is a Ray Auto in pretty much yeah. any city uh, nearby anybody else. So call that person. Yeah, well, there's two here in Rochester. Okay, yeah. So, But, uh, you know, it's funny because I do recruit uh, New Jersey. I recruit... A little bit of Pennsylvania, all of New York State, um, Buffalo areas. They get into Ohio for the for the Ohio programs. Mm-hmm. So I will see about Ohio. Okay, I'll see if yeah, I can. So get basically, permission. I mean, just check out what your local vocational schools, your local mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. college. Yep. Okay. You know they're diamonds and rough. You know you see all the advertisements on TV for the other schools that are for profit, that they're straight for your automotive or schools, yeah. and. You know, for a fraction of the price, you can go to school in your backyard. Have a job that you work there for two years while you're going through the program. Have one guaranteed when you graduate. You've already been working there for two years. They're They're not going to want to let you go. Right. So that's the advice I would give. Go on our website, take a look, call your local community college, take a look, see what they have to offer, and go from there. And we need you. Oh, please. <laughs> do, do we need to say that number, that six million? <laughs> six million, I just made it. We'll make six a video million. and flash it on the screen. Yeah. We will, yes. Well, you guys, this was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank, thank you, you so, so much for much. Thank you very Hope much. you guys enjoyed the tour. Yeah, yes. very much so. Valuable information. That was so much fun. I, I have not had that much fun in an interview. Those guys were awesome. I tell you what, um, we're going to just have to find more amazing guests like that just so we can tour their facilities. I know. (laughs) That place was huge and had a lot of transmissions. A lot of transmissions, a lot of engines, a lot of parts, a lot of tools, just lots of fun stuff laying around that said, touch me, Ben. No. Fix me, please. No. (laughs) On that note, we better wrap this up before he messes the microphone up again. But thanks again to Chris uh, Langswager. And Ray Otto for being such amazing guests. We really appreciate it. We're so happy to have you. And we'll put some information on our show notes about, you know, just links for their program and such. Absolutely. For you young minds out there that are inspired to pursue this career. And you should. You really should. I'm about, I'm about inspired right now. <laughs>
So another thing that it would be inspirational is if you would rate us, review us, subscribe. Please do. Tell us, tell a friend. Let us know. And if you guys have any ideas for the podcast, questions, concerns, if you have a bug in your engine you just need me to talk about, let me know. Yeah. You know where to find us? At Show and Auto. That's S-C-H-O-E-N. That's on Twitter. We're on Instagram, Facebook. Find us on our website, www.showandauto.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. Have a lovely week. Later. Bye.